So as a thought experiment, we can try to imagine what we would and we wouldn't do if we had absolutely no emotional inhibitions or issues concerning anything at all. Meaning, we see that if we pay attention, just about everything that we do, if not everything altogether, is as it concerns some kind of emotions or feelings or sentiments. For example, breathing is is a, it kind of a, it just happens, but we can't control it. But if we stop breathing, we see the awful feeling. We're compelled to start breathing. Eating, we stop eating. Things are going to hurt soon enough. We stop drinking, same thing. We stop sleeping, same thing. But also, that probably extends to how we structure our life. Let's say we work. If we stop working, we're going to feel bad that the bills are piling up and we can't pay them. Maybe now we're getting into legal trouble. That's going to feel bad, so we continue to work. If we don't work, it would feel bad to stop being lazy or to look for a job and and go work. So we don't, potentially... Right. If we um, uh, we work out, it feels good. We're we're in the habit. We're in the mode of, of working out. We we continue to work out. We don't we don't work out because it would feel too bad to to be out of shape and, and to puff and to huff and sweat. We're not used to it, so we don't do it. Uh, we uh, eat. Uh, we don't watch our diet. Right. It would feel too bad to watch our diet and to be disciplined. So we don't watch our diet. We're in the habit of watching our diet. It would feel too bad to, to eat something against our diet. So we do watch our diet. So we get the point. Uh, but imagine now if uh, it, there were no feelings involved whatsoever. If we felt equally good no matter what we did. Whether we broke our diet or didn't. Or we worked or we didn't. Or we were in this relationship or that one or none at all. Or we lived in the street or in a can or in the sewer or in a mansion or in a palace or on the moon or in the sea or under sea. Whatever the case may be. There we go and rhyme. Right, that what would we then do? Uh, so we would have to then ask what would then still be good. Now, normally, our currency is emotions. Uh, what's good is what will make me feel good, and what's bad is what will make me feel bad. But if we always feel equally good, then what is there? The, <laughs> then what would we uh, base our decisions on? So there's a very interesting study that was uh, once done. Excuse me, uh, concerning uh, rats. And uh, rats were put in a situation where if they hit a lever, they would experience a tremendous uh, degree of, of pleasure, whatever the, the pleasure center in their brain is stimulated, whatever the, the researchers, uh, however they set it up is. And uh, one would think rats are just rats. Like, what, what do they care about pleasure? What do they know about pleasure? They're just uh, out there to survive and, and scurry around in the gutters and eat trash and stuff like that. And yet... <laughs> amazingly, the rats hit the lever again and again and again at the expense of anything and everything else, at the expense of eating and uh, drinking and other kinds of adult activities that rats might partake in at the expense of everything and sleeping. They just hit the lever again and again and again. Their, their little paw or whatever it is got super sore and red and the skin came off. They're still hitting it and hitting it and hitting it. So we say that uh, they had to be disconnected from it to... to uh, be prevented from dying, according to, to the study. So, we say that in the animal mode of life, the sole currency is, in fact, feelings. And and uh, a rat knows nothing else aside from feelings. And if a rat can get gre- greater feelings by hitting a lever than, than eating and doing other things, well, then that's what that's what it will do. So, by us, however, the idea is that it's not only um, that our sole good isn't simply 
doesn't simply consist out of those kinds of feelings, out of the body feeling good, out of getting in a little, a little emotional kick, are good. We can we can have access to a, a deeper, more profound, more fundamental good that comes only from doing things to objectively improve our quality as whatever we want to say as a person. For example, improving the quality of our mind, improving the quality of our understandings, increasing in wisdom, increasing in impulse control, increasing in self-possession and control uh, as it concerns our animality and, and all of that, which basically is impulse control with a couple extra things maybe here and there. Depends how we define terms. All of that kind of stuff. And uh, the idea is that if we do that, then we can attain a good that the rat can never attain and that we can never attain if we don't do that. And what that good is cannot be said, right? Because words are simply words and they can only refer to uh, things that we've experienced. For example, if a person is, is colorblind and has always been colorblind, he or she can read everything there is to know about the colors which uh, he or she can't see, but that will not help uh, him or her see those colors. So the experience must be had if a person has maybe a prince or a princess has never experienced hunger. Uh, the the you know one can read as as much uh, text about poverty and, and hunger as 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 uh, one wants and still don't never give the feeling uh, of hunger. So consequently, what the real good is that we can attain to if we work on ourselves, we can't express because we don't have it. We can we can only uh, point to it, but there's uh, and say it's that. But again, there's no say it's happiness, right? We can use a word like that. It's a uh, uh, True happiness, we can say true meaning, but these are simply empty, fluffy terms. It's like trying to describe, again, a color, right? How would, how would we describe red uh, to somebody that's never seen red? Well, it's really uh, bright, okay? Well, it's really like, uh, we can maybe, if a person has seen other colors, we can say it's a combination or something like that, but uh, let's say a person is in a room, black and white room, they've never seen any colors. How, how do we describe a color to them, right? It's impossible. So it's the same thing, the real good that, we as as uh, beings that could be human beings with some effort can attain to it can't be described it can't be put into words whatsoever but it it is there and uh, the only way to reach it is to sacrifice our emotions to not do things uh, and to do things and not do things strictly based on how they make us feel but to do things strictly based on a rational calculation as to whether they are improving us or degrading us so what, what is it that improves us and degrades us? So one of the things uh, that uh, is, is part of uh, the, the higher human good that a rat that hits a lever can never experience is the good of, we could say, consciousness, existence, being, being aware of being. Meaning uh, we see that we can function as a zombie. We can be, for example, a long time we haven't slept and uh, but we still somehow we can we should probably take a nap before we drive, but we could drive, right? We could go to a meeting, we could have a conversation, but we're hardly there. We're we're barely conscious. So and we see that state compared to a state of heightened alertness when we maybe had a great uh, night of sleep, we're taking a nice nap, and then we've taken some nice caffeine. If we drink caffeine, it's a completely different thing. So we see the state of of uh, uh, whatever you want to call it, being uh, uh, or being aware of one's awareness, whatever you want to call it, it's intrinsically desirable. We don't want to be a zombie. We want to be conscious. Right? We want to, to be aware of our own existence. So by the way of that, it's not merely physiological things. It's not only uh, sleep and, and caffeine and, and what we eat. It's also our decisions. Why? 
because the, the uh, first and foremost, uh, what rules and dominates our psychological life is our need for dignity, is our need for self-esteem, is our infinite pride. And consequently, anything which violates those needs, it gets it, it sunk beneath the surface of our awareness, by and large. So, for example, we do something that is dishonest. And then we have to figure out how we can still retain our dignity and our pride in the face of doing that dishonest thing. So we're going to reconfigure our wiring, our understanding of right and wrong, of truth and falsehood, of reality in order to accommodate what we did. What that does, it takes us farther away from reality and it takes us a step away from consciousness. If we Again, it's just a term. It doesn't mean anything. It's just to point to something, to a real thing. It takes us a step away from full awakeness, whatever you want to say. Uh, and uh, and it precludes us from full uh, kind of a engagement and awareness as it concerns our, our, our existence. Now we do another thing like that and we sink a step further and another thing and we sink a step further and it can so happen that a person can, can almost completely lose consciousness and, and be more or less a zombie that is merely responding to stimuli, totally incapable of any, needless to say, of any kind of human connection, totally incapable of any kind of rational thought or any kind of thought at all and simply just a, a bag of meat and blood and bones that's that's responding to to a, a visceral stimuli right the pride is still there the pride is still infinite uh, and if a person like that is crossed they're they're gonna freak out of course and that the pride hasn't decreased but everything else has decreased so is that what we want no is it possible to want that for its own sake no it's not if we if we really think about it so that's one of the things that we need to do but it doesn't always feel good to say, tell the truth or to do what we think is the right thing, which is really the honest thing. Right? It's not the right thing because, merely because uh, it says, you know, in a, in a, uh, on a post-it note, you know, this is the right thing. It, what's the right thing is the truth. It's the honest thing. For example, if we walk into a store, the fact of the matter is that all the stuff there is not ours according to any rules of property that we are aware of unless we pay for it. So it's not that it's wrong to steal because it, uh, you know, it says somewhere. Uh, that, that's besides the point. It's not honest. It's not true. So if we do that, we're dealing a big blow to ourselves. If we want something from somebody and we lie to them, we manipulate them in order to get it, it, it from them, it's not true. It's dishonest. And we haven't honored the reality of the other person either. It's the same thing. So it's only really the question of what's true, of what's honest. Uh, but it doesn't always feel good to to tell the truth and to be honest. Excuse me. And consequently, uh, we... In our natural state, we don't. We do it when it's convenient. We do it when it fits our self-image, when it fits our uh, already present desires. And, and, and consequently, we, uh, we lose consciousness and we step away from, uh, from what we want. So that will be an example. We, we do the right thing, period. Regardless of how, excuse me, of how it makes us feel. Right? And uh, that's really probably the, the biggest thing. If we want to make a broad category uh, or kind of put it all under one umbrella, it's we do what we have thought about and have really truly come to the conclusion is honest, is true, is accurate, even when it makes us feel bad, even when it makes us feel stupid, even when it makes us uh, steps on the toes of our pride, even when it makes us have to go back on, on uh, and, and say sorry or I was wrong or I apologize, or let me return this to you, or let me do the right thing, even then, as long as we do that, and we're completely honest, and it's very, it's much harder than it would seem, because 
our kind of uh, lower inclinations, they, they constantly try to convince us that what's true is whatever is convenient for our emotions, what feels good for the, the rat lover style of, uh, uh, the rat pleasure style of truth, right? Well, of course it's true, right? This uh, thing that I say, why? Well, because it is. But really the reason is, my stubbornness, right? It doesn't feel good to to go against that one's stubbornness and what one feels like saying. It doesn't feel good. Even something so little as, let's say, a person has never heard of a a proposition, right? Somebody asked them, hey, do you think, uh, what's your opinion about XYZ? person has never heard of XYZ, but they don't want to look stupid, so they say, "Uh, XYZ is ABC, so as soon as the person has said that, they've committed to saying ABC. And the person can then spend their whole life and never change their opinion. Why? Just to avoid that little pain of going back and saying, my bad, or I didn't know, or uh, I was stupid, or I should have said I didn't know. Just to avoid that tiny little bit of self-awareness, that tiny little bit of discomfort and pain that eventually grows more when a person commits more and more. But initially, just tiny bits. Like, oh, no, no, forget about it. That was dumb that what I said, I didn't know what, what you were talking about. A person will, uh, will, will go to extreme lengths, typically speaking. So that's an example, right? The lower inclinations convince us that what we uh, say is, is purely because it's the objective truth, the truth, the, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. What we do is, is righteousness and incarnate. It's, uh, it's, uh, and we're, we're, uh, the, uh, we're the greatest saints that ever lived and everything that we've ever done is right and true, right? That, that, it tries to convince us. But if we want to attain the true good, we need to realize that and we need to fight against that tooth and nail and uh, try to be as 100% honest, genuinely, not in a self-serving way as we can. And that's guaranteed, especially if we haven't been doing it for a long time, to bring us a ton of pain for a very, I don't say for a very long time. We want to be optimistic, but for a good period of time. Because uh, again, up and until this we realize things like this consciously and we begin to specifically, purposely do all that. And even then, but certainly up until then, our entire life has been, by definition, it has been unconscious. It has been based on our impulses and our inclinations and what has made us feel good. Every single thing of our life that we've ever done since we've been a little baby, since we've been born, has been in reference strictly to sentiment, strictly to emotions. Again, from the breaths that we take and and are eating and our basic survival stuff to all of our lifestyles and relationships and things we do and don't do and work and not work, anything and everything. It has all been in reference to that. So obviously, the extent of distortion and the extent of um, dishonesty and, and what we call falsehood that has been I- I inevitably involved and brought into the picture is is huge. It's immense. Our, our, whole, our whole entire life might be well built on shoddy foundations, on, on sand. Uh, on a cloud. And so if we begin to, to be really, truly honest, not in a self-serving way, and, and that's how we know, right? If we're really honest, it will be painful. There's no way around it. If it's not painful, if it feels good completely, it may feel good to be honest, and it should feel good, but if it feels good in each and every way, it means we're just justifying our prior ways. We're finding the, uh, 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 excuses and, and, and stuff like that. So we'll feel bad. But nonetheless, we have to hold out hope that if we keep keep at it, we can attain the human good. That no rat can attain by hitting a lever no matter how many times. And that no, none of us, no person can attain by simply doing whatever feels good. And that we can only attain by thinking and doing what our thought instructs us is truly to our highest and, and everybody else's highest good. So let's think about it. Thank you for listening.